Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello there, wonderfuls. This is an extremely funny and lovely one this week with the formidable comedian, singer and impressionist Jess Robinson. We're both up at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and this is my last chance to implore you to hurry up and grab tickets to the Hoovering Live shows that I'm doing, please. They're on the 13th and 14th of August at three o'clock and they're only £5 and the guests are badass. Uh, I've gone out of my way to get the most diverse acts who are either Edinburgh locals or so internationally based that I would never normally have access to them. So in no particular order, uh, Fern Brady, South African funny boy Chulk Bazudanot, Travis Alabanza, local star chef uh, Tony Singh, and US Netflix conquering comedian Lisa Traeger. Also one more absolute belter I'm announcing any minute on social media too. The big old hoovering tour starts in the autumn and that's likely to come near you. So go to livenation.co.uk and search for hoovering to check. If you love cheap or free tickets to that live stuff, as well as loads of extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod, where you'll see what helping me to fund and grow this podcast can win you in terms of prizes. Last up, just my usual thanks for being on board, please. Thanks for listening at all. I love this podcast as much as the day it was born uh, and you listening to it, let alone telling other people about it is what's growing it and making it better all the time. So genuinely, thank you. 
This episode's guest, Jess, is the most charming, lovely company. I should say her lovely partner was with us during uh, the recording of this, although he was darling enough just to sit chuckling in the corner. And as I said, we're up at the fringe, so Jess has come over to my flat for some brunch that I'd knocked up. Let's go. We're going to the witchery for dinner later. Oh my God, I went years ago. It's amazing. It's so... Have you been? We've been uh, last year. So I don't know why I went, is it? Yeah. Is it? (laughs) It's so... It's really romantic place to go, isn't it? It's very snuggly and woody and lovely. Thank you so much, Doug. It's just scrambly egg, but I've just been on holiday to France and... um, That is uh, wonderful. We went to this amazing food market in um, Branton and uh, there was... Just a little old dude with um, just some truffles that he'd foraged that day. And it was like 12 euros for three massive truffles. So I've done scrambled egg with truffles. Because you know how to live in Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. This is delicious. I think breakfast is the one meal a day where... You need truffles. Yeah, you need truffles. Mm -hmm. And you can cook. Like, you can just cook Mm. um, before you go out and get on with it. That is bloody lovely. Um, Yay! Um, oh, I feel like you've been. Have you been having to live off restaurants and takeaways? A little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that just because you're toast doing eight hummus? Toast with hummus is not a bad thing, but, but it has to be really good to hummus. But and this really is good bread. so. It's just nice to have a bit of home deliciousness. Yeah. Thank you. This is so nice. My pleasure. Oh, what a lovely way to start the day. Oh God, it is actually. Should we just take a minute? You know when you've got loads I, of stuff I've on had during a shower, the day. Don't you? Oh, I know. So are you doing back to back extra stuff? <laughs> Yeah. I'm about to go and do Mervyn Stutter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's really fun, though, isn't it? Um, It's a good one to do. I mean, this isn't particularly to do with eating or drinking, but is there anything eating or drinking-wise that you do to keep your voice all right through all that? Now, I should... Right, so I should... (laughs) I should do, like... uh, I do honey and lemon, or sometimes, Mm. if I'm feeling like I'm about to get ill, I will do a two-litre bottle of water. Wow, just drink loads of water. In it, you put two garlic cloves. (gasps) You put two garlic cloves in a blender with an entire lemon and two massive spoons of Manuka honey, and you whiz it all up and then put it in the two-litre bottle of water. Wow. Yeah. Excuse me, that's not... um, the the timer going off because your story had been too long. Um, <laughs> it's just that we're uh, recording this in the flat that I have rented for the Edinburgh Fringe. We're at the Edinburgh Fringe, I should say that. Like every professional podcaster, uh, because of time restraints, had to have the washing machine running in the background until that very point there. That is just to um, show how real you are. I'm just, I'm just such a real person. That is amazing. You whiz a whole lemon up. Whiz a whole lemon up. You just such so we, we start pissing all everything in there just whiz. Yeah, not the skin because that'll be no, terrible. Not the, oh, so you peel it? I peel it. Oh, peel the lemon. I've got this idea of all the like, lemon skin whizzing around oh, in a scuddy neutral bullet. No, and um and the garlic, yeah, but just raw garlic. Raw, raw garlic. Oof. Oof. But you can't really taste it when it's in. To, and then no, really two whole a good litres, high manuka honey. And you drink? You have to drink the whole two litres. Mm. I suppose that's probably the major part of it. That massive hydration. Probably. I mean, it probably doesn't need the lemon or the garlic. <laughs> I've just manuka got a, honey's a bowl full of um, ginger and yeah. lemons. Oh yeah, put But I haven't done anything too. with them yet. We don't need to yet. They're emergencies, are they? They're for emergencies. Yeah. Emergencies. Oh. Jess has made this most incredible breakfast of scrambled eggs. 
um, mushrooms and spinach mm. and toast. Uh, the, I've got to say, the spinach is um, my body is crying is it out. Really for it happy with already? it already, and it's only what day four of the fringe. I've told it on this podcast before, but um, it, I, was, I think it's been a while, so I tell it again. Like I've got a badass mushroom cooking trick. How do you do it? What do you do? Um, it just makes them way inkier. So always go for a mushroom that's really like gilly, like a big one. Yeah. Like a big broad one, because they just have way more flavour than any buttony ones or even the chestnut ones. And then dry fry them until like, because they're full of liquid, they're full of water. Mm-hmm. So when all the water's gone and it starts to smell like it's burning, only then add any fat like oil or butter. Oh. And it makes them way inkier and mushroomier. Very good. Yeah. I learnt it on a mushroom foraging tour walk thing because I'm that much of a wanker. <laughs> Where did you do that? <laughs> I think it was in a new forest, actually, but the company was called London Forage Company or something. London Ooh. Foraging. I'll put a link in the podcast notes. They do stuff all the time. I've done stuff in like London parks with them where you can find like wild herbs and stuff that you can eat. Did and you ever find any magic mushrooms? Um, not on those walks, but um, <laughs> on walks my... Genuinely on walks my dad would take me on as a child. Really? Yeah, he would go magic mushroom foraging um, around Corf Castle, around October time where it's damp but still warm. Um, if you'd having like an Indian summer. Um, yeah, and I obviously was little and we were walking the dog and I didn't really understand why dad was walking around like with his head down the whole time, like scouring the floor. I thought he'd lost something. <laughs> and then I got a little bit older, not that much older. I got about like 11, 12 years old and he um, was like, yeah, admitted what he was looking for. Oh, God, I mean, this could... Luckily, I'm an adult now, so hopefully social services don't listen to this podcast. But when I was 15, Mm -hmm. um, I went on a camping holiday with all of my family. And me and my 15-year-old cousin, Georgina, my dad said to us, we're going to the zoo tomorrow. And we were like, I can't really be asked. You know, we're 15, (laughs) we were out getting served, Mm -hmm. drinking Desperados and trying to snog people at the crappy campsite disco every night. We didn't want to go to a (laughs) zoo with my dad. And then we got to... um, the zoo with him we're like alright meet you at 10 in the morning and he get, was, got out a bag of magic mushrooms and we all took magic mushrooms to go to the zoo oh my god from my dad with my dad and we watched a seal show in French and understood every word <laughs> but he only let us have one he only let us have like two or three little magic mushrooms each but That's we um, and we were like can we have more can we have more he's like no you'll be sick and we weren't we weren't ill, there were no side, you know, they, you know, for absolutely, it was just really funny, giggly, that is ridiculous, hilarious. and really illegal. That's I mean, brilliant. it wasn't then, though, and it wasn't then, if you're listening, the police, the feds, it wasn't illegal <laughs> then. It only got made illegal at some point when I was a student. I remember because we had a man called Mushy Dave who perfectly legally would cycle round on his branded Mushy Dave, Mushy Dave. bicycle. And you'd have options from all around the world in little brown bags, really beautifully like artisanal brown paper yeah, bags. Yeah, they used to sell them in Camden. Yeah, I and that. in Greenwich there was a shop as well. Yeah. No, yeah, and then at some point during my early twenties, so over a decade ago, not that um, not they got made it. I mean, five minutes ago it got made illegal. So. Um, we are up at the fringe. I, I generally quite early on in my chat with my guests want to know um, anything brilliant or awful that you've eaten in the last week or so. But I think let's tie it into the fringe. Like, um, what what's did, the fringe mean for you in terms of eating? Oh, it means street food. It mm. means a lot of street food. It means late night crepes. Nice. Usually with mushrooms, cheese and ham, a savoury mm. one. And then... If I've got my man up, um, I make him get a sweet one so I can have a dessert crepe as well. So I pretend that it was for him. Yep. So I don't feel bad. (laughs) Don't feel Um, bad. 
I did make a very good burrito discovery. Oh, where was night. this? It's not that little hut, is it, that's around the back of somewhere I spotted the other day? It is next to the Crepster, and the oh, crepe was it? too long. So is this outside the Gilded Balloon? Um, yeah, Or in that could, little row by the assembly? By the assembly, that's nice. the one. That's mm. the one. Um, but I'm also, there's a, a, a good Pret-a-Manger, which is right near my venue, right. so I can get salads. Fine. And I really need to eat salads. I really feel like all the stereotypes <clears throat> about um, Edinburgh eating mm. are... Um, Really, sort of done now. It used to be like, oh, remember to try and have any anything with any vegetable or fruit in or whatever. But actually, just one that's like, there's there's always been vegetables and fruit in Scotland. We think yeah. we need to stop making that joke. <laughs> and two, just the, the type of street food that's available, the stuff that you can pick up on the. Oh, I feel amazing. like when I was first coming up here in two thousand six, two thousand and seven, it was like pie maker, which is legendary. Yeah. But it is pies. Oh. <laughs> it was like, it's Greg's or the equivalent of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it is. You can go to Pret, there's like all these stalls where you, could actually eat, stands... you can eat very, very well without ever cooking at yeah, all. Yeah, you can. And there are street food stands um, uh, with oysters. I mean. Whoa. Yes. I didn't know that. So middle class. Um, we went, I went with some friends to a very posh fish, res- fish restaurant. We've made it in Edinburgh. Um, uh, what's it called? Oh, no, tradition, that's it. Mm. To go and get a tray of oysters and then oh. amazing. Oh my god, it is amazing. But is it, it is also dangerous because oysters are a dodgy thing to eat at the beginning of a fringe, something that. It is. Al- allergic potentially. And I did tell my agent I was doing it this year and she was like, oh god, is that a good idea? And I was like, I'm bloody doing it. I'm really. doing it. Um, I must say that burrito gave me um, quite bad wind. <laughs> you just said it in such a cautious way. Well, like, because- where's it going? Where's it going? Where's it going? What's she going to say? What's she going to say? But it was it was down no. to the, the bottom right of oh. my, and I thought, oh shit, is mm. it is it wind or have I got appendicitis at the beginning of the festival? Because oh. I like it turned to out to actually just be pinto beans. Pinto beans, those yeah. I know exactly what you mean when you get mm. when you get that pain in the bottom mm. right of your tummy. It's such a specific. I think that's oh I th- yeah. That's There's nothing worse. It's so specific. So you just want to poke it, don't you? Which corner? Which like it would be so much easier if we had other valves. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if your belly button, you could just uncork and be like, "Thank you, Thank you. Let out, out you get, get mm. out." Mm, that would be good. Um, that do would you be find? Good. I was just saying um, to my friend Stubbs, who's staying. You, if you're listening to this, you might have heard earlier in the podcast making us some extra coffee. Johnny, by the way, there's some extra toast up there if you like. Um, uh, we were just saying it's very easy up here because of all the adrenaline mm. to go. <clears throat> Well, I wasn't hungry at all, and that is fucking out of sorts for the first, like, right. four, four days before the fringe and maybe until two shows in. Mm. And I did eat, but it was for fuel, and it tasted of nothing, and it was, it was joyless. I was just forcing myself to eat something. I didn't want. I was just so nervous this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also, I found even now I've chilled out, and I can absolutely eat again. Uh, woohoo! It, I uh, rediscovered eating in Mother India, which is a beautiful, like, Indian restaurant where they do I lots of little sharing I you went to India and called it Mother India. I popped to India and called, I it, called Mother it Mother India. India. From Edinburgh <laughs> to India <laughs> for one afternoon. I thought you were being ironic. <laughs> yeah. Um, not what I was going to say is you can go, because of the adrenaline, huge long stretches of time without realising you're hungry. Yeah, you and then can. when you do eat, you're like, <gasps> your body's screaming, thank you. Mm, get that. Definitely. I get, I'm get. i a terrible one for getting hangry. Mm. I am just, I will be I will be feeling horribly anxious and not being able to keep enough thoughts in my brain. And then 
I realise that I'm hungry and everything is a bit better after that. Yeah. I'm still a little bit anxious because that's just me, but... Yeah. Yeah. That makes, oh, God. It makes such a difference to eat. Hunger is absolutely it's real. It's just terrible, isn't it? It is, isn't it? I, um... But you don't realise it. No, you don't realise it. And then it's very, very frustrating when you do. Because you realise what a fucking basic bitch you are. (laughs) That's so annoying. Say scrum-diddly-umptious. No! And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum-diddly-umptious. Has eating or food ever featured in any of your songs? Uh, yes. Has it? Um, I did, um... A Nicki Minaj rap nice. about what she would do on her day off. <laughs> oh God, I love it. Um, I need to remind, see if I can remind it. Uh, uh, remember it. See if I can remind it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not a good start, is it? It's very uh, early. Take the rubbish to the tip, tip, fix the leaky drip, drip, bag a kettle, chip, chip, hummus for a dip, dip, eat a walnut, whip, whip, Ovaltine to sip, sip, have a little kip, kip, episode of Coach Trip. It's one of her things. I love it. Hummus is a dip, dip. Have a walnut whip whip. Yeah. I love it. And how good is Ovaltine? Sip sip. We need some Ovaltine. I am. I've not had an Ovaltine for a long time, Mm -mm. but you know what? I am. Well, it's malt, isn't it? And so it's like, it's basically the liquid inside of a Malteser. Yeah. And once you realise that, I think you feel a lot less scathing and a lot more reverent of the elderly who have that every night. And Horlicks. I've never had Horlicks. Have Um, I never lived? I think you've never lived. It's really nice, but also... I think, um, John T, did we put that in, I say we, he did it because I don't do much um, around the house. Um, <laughs> That's 2019, darling. I think John T put it in, yeah, in Sticky yeah. Toffee Pudding. Horlicks in Sticky Whoa. Toffee Pudding, that sort of nice multi sexiness. Whoa! Mm. Yeah, I oh, put ketchup in lasagna. I which is, ketchup in lasagna is sugar in lasagna, which is a great idea. That's a good thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's mm. a good thing, taste-wise. That's mm. a great thing. Ever, do you like blue cheese? Love it. Have you ever had... Blue cheese is really nice in a bolognese sauce as well. Filth. Oh, really? Yeah, especially okay. if you're adding a sugary thing. Mm. Then to add, like, a really f- strong, dirty, umami thing as well. Oh, I'll yeah. try that. I am a cheese fiend. I feel like we're doing real tip central. Yes. Tip central tip episode. Central. I love it. Um, you are often on tour, life on the road generally. Mm-hmm. Um, are you someone, so you're not someone who cooks a lot? I do cook. Mm. And I like cooking, I cook very homely things. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so I make a massively mean shepherd's pie. Whoa. I make, um, yeah, I make sort of simple food, mm-hmm. whereas um, Dante will make things with all sorts of herbs and spices, and I'm not sure about any of them, but they're delicious. But do you like, um, you're not fussy eater, you like no, other things, you try other things. I everything except dill. Oh, you were quite ferocious about dill in our preliminary text messages mm. before this meeting. Ferocious. <laughs> in a good way. Fierce. I should say fierce. Ferocious yes. is there. It's no, it, t- it, turns me, it, it turns me into the, um, um, what's that That awful creature in Alice in Wonderland? The Bandersnatch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um. The band band. Dill is, um, such a strong, weird taste. I, I don't guess... mind it if, if it's done in the most tiny moderation if there yeah, is like the very really tiniest subtle. idea of a thing but the but when it's overdone and you see just a log of it on top of something it's like, oh i totally get it it ruins potato salad it does it who's is... putting in a potato salad 
Oh, has idiots. Someone done that? Absolute wankers do. Pigs. I'm, I'm sorry if any of your listeners um, are insulted by that. No. Um, it yeah. ruins salmon. Why would you put it? Don't put it on salmon. Mm. Salmon's so nice. It is. Um, I wonder it's if it's similar to coriander in the sense. I mean, in coriander, you, you're genetically predetermined as to whether or not you'll hate it or love it. Yeah. Some people think it tastes amazing, me included. I and like it. Smells it. amazing, but other people it tastes soap like soap and like poison. Oh. It's really interesting, isn't it? Mm. I wonder if it's similar with dill. I don't know because I don't feel as love it or hate it about dill. I'm sort of ambivalent. Mm. I wouldn't not eat something that had dill in it, but you would. I would have a go. Oh, would always... you just? I love your attitude. Well, anything with food, I'll have a go. Tell me I about ate a ram's testicle. Whoa! Here we go. In Morocco. Nice. <laughs> I was sort of standing at the place where they fill it and grill it and yeah. there were just these massive testicles hanging up and I oh, was how big what are we talking massive couple um, of light bulbs I, I like a fist two no. fists oh, Jesus Christ do your fist look at it really make it that's um, the most repulsive I've ever felt by my own fist yeah make it nice and tight so you can see all the veins and double that in your brain oh well, my right? god oh my god and so I was sort of giggling and pointing it out to my friend and the man <laughs> chopped it off immediately and put it on the grill for me and I'm a bit Oh of, fuck yeah. I'm a bit Billy Big Balls when it comes to trying stuff. Yeah, literally. So um literally. So I ate it. Yeah, tell me about everything. Want taste, texture, everything, There's physiological a really reaction. Really awful picture of me biting into it and a sort of greeny purple vein is throbbing <gasps> out of it. And because of the angle where the picture's taken, you can see right up my nostril as well. <laughs> oh, so it's yeah. just a, such a wrong picture in so many ways. Oh, but wow. it was quite delicious. Okay, so... To begin uh, with. Ah. It tasted of sort of liver. Mm-hmm. That sort of liver and kidney like a, sort yeah, of... Yeah, a really meaty, awfully, me- mealy, yes, gamey... That's, a, that's right, gamey, yes. Um... And, and I was like, mm, this is nice, this is nice. And yeah. then when everybody wasn't really interested anymore, <laughs> I gave it to the stray cat under the table. Oh. I was very pleased. Okay, fair enough. But it wasn't terrible. Right. At all. That's so interesting. Um, I spoke to you on this podcast, Manon Lagreve from the last series of Bake Off, and um, she's mm. saying that donkey's bollocks are delicious, if mm. I cook nicely. <laughs> I can imagine that. I can imagine donkey's bollocks with to be chestnuts. Fair, like, I feel I feel conflict over all of those conversations. Of one, I mean, they're just great stories. What a brilliant yeah. story, and thank you for sharing. Oh, pleasure. But I think I I do have a physical reaction to hearing about that. Like I do feel like I'm sh- like shuddering at the thought. I'd, I'd be really? terrible on I'm Survivor or something. Oh, I will give it a go. But I will. It, it feels like an involuntary repulsed response. It's like mm. a bodily repulsion. Mm. But I. One hundred percent think if we're going to eat animals, we should eat every bit of the animal. Do something with every single bit. So yes, eat the bollocks. Eat the everything. Eat. Put it in a sausage if you have to. But eat it like if you're going to kill it, eat all of eat it. Eat all of it. Don't eat. Especially mm. if it can be delicious. If you just, it's just about a psychological switch. It's all just about resetting how you think, isn't it? Mm. A bit. Um, tell me. So, so that's something. I mean, I always, I assume that's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten, or is it not? Think so. Oh, I tell you what, I did do once. We were in Iceland, and I thought I'd try and cure myself of my not liking dill. Oh God! So I ordered Iceland the country. Uh, yeah, Iceland the country. I ordered a dill cocktail. 
Wow. It was, because I like to try these things. Yeah. It was bright, 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 bright green. Yeah. Um, Jonty and I had not been together very long at the time. Oh, God. Um, and I went to sniff it. Yeah. Um, and go, mmm. But um, I've got a Jewish nose and it's longer than I think. And so I accidentally <laughs> sniffed it up my nose. <gasps> And tried to hide it, but he saw. And I think a little bit came out my eye. Oh, wow. <laughs> your green tear. A green Just tear. Just a glowing a green, green tear. tear. This is what you're in for. Oh, my God. I love it. That is I don't, brilliant. Now I can't remember whether I liked it. Right, he's in hysterics. He's crying with laughter. <laughs> um, it, was it disgusting? Because it's a taste of dill. Or I think it was sort of dill and apple. Oh. And I like apple. Yeah. I think That's it was a clever combination, right, isn't it? I also, I probably didn't taste it after that yeah, really out of embarrassment. It if it makes of... you feel better, Jess, then last week I was in Asta, uh, choosing in Lewisham, my favourite supermarket, choosing my um, choosing a shower gel to bring up here to the festival. Oh yeah. Um, and you've got to crack them all open, give them all a little sniff. Absolutely. Solid pump of it right up a nostril. <laughs> and out of shame, I did apple and pomegranate, so that's what we've got. Because I was like, oh, I've got to buy that now. Two yeah. women saw. Two really? Did they laugh? Because I was sniffing it, went just a little squeeze just to get a little pump of air out because it's sort of sealed, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of top, course. Little pump of air, and it was it shot up like a worm, a red worm. <laughs> um, it smelled amazing though. Well, good. Yeah, I wonder whether I start foaming at the eyes. But I, I foamed at the eye once no. when Did I um, <laughs> <Yes>. tried to. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in um, at school, maybe fourteen or something, mm. we used to try and do drugs, but obviously we didn't really know about. <laughs> didn't really drugs. actually have any drugs. No, so we tried to smoke joysticks. <laughs> And did you ever smoke banana leaves? We did that. No. We would get like, well, we'd get, not leaves, just dried, dry banana skins and then just sort of try and put them inside a Rizzler and light it. Did it work? No work. Disgusting. Just smoking yeah. paper. Yeah. Joystick, smoking joysticks and I tried to snort sherbet. Of course, I was the one that tried that oh, for everybody. Oh, God. Do you know we did a similar thing? Did you? We Gosh, we it burns and stings. Oh, my God, no. Vodka. I snorted vodka. Oh, did you? Yeah. Why I... were we doing that? And I definitely cried vodka and it fucking yes. hurt. My friend told me to put a teaspoon of vodka in my eye once. Did you do it? Yeah, because you know I me. I feel like you're a real yes and <laughs> Yeah, There's nothing you won't try. <laughs> Super terrible. Have you ever then? Because it, it, I think there's if you're experimental, but also you know, an absolute idiot. No, really polite. You know, oh. is there anything you've ever eaten out of awkwardness or embarrassment? Yeah. Like, just you just had to that you remember particularly. I'm going to top our coffees up. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, my aunt Rose's cucumber mousse was pretty disgusting. Oh Jesus! Yeah. That um, actually, I don't really understand any sort of savoury mousse. Um, I, I just don't like that. That sort of. I don't. Want, it's um. It's if it not happens, right. if savoury mousse happens, I mean cucumber. I suppose is an idea as a freshness, but mousse in my head is a creamy thing. Yeah, it should if, be sweet um, and have a hippo on the on the container. Yeah, but also it tends to be like. Do you know what makes me think like if savoury was missing smoked fish type yeah. things? It makes me a bit. I don't hate it. I've just. I, I didn't even ask if you wanted more coffee. I do. Um, just poured away. Poured away. Um, I don't hate that kind of stuff, but again, it's you've got to be in the mood. Yeah.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. We used to go to really posh restaurants together on... <laughs> And, um, yeah. you know, like tasting menus and things like that. All <laughs> wow, swanky pants. Swanky pants. Sick of them. Really? I don't want another foam or a smear. I uh, just <laughs> give them... Not a smear Grow up, test. sorry. Grow yeah, up, Jess. Like, Grow up, Jess. But smear and foams <laughs> and... and Re- reductions and it's no, a bit dis- wanky and full on isn't it discombobulated oh no no deconstructed yeah discombobulated <laughs> lemon tart whatever oh just yeah. give me some sausage and mash yay have you ever been to that place Mums in Edinburgh that oh, just does bangers and mash have I bloody ever Rosie no. Jones lives above it I know she lives above it she's living the best life comedian Rosie Jones former guest if you're listening um, <laughs> she opened this podcast with me taking 25 minutes to describe how she eats a cabbage cream egg. One of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard. Uh, spoiler, it's naked. Um, is it? Yeah, it's such a brilliant story. Um, mm. What is the. Uh, maybe this is a hard question, so if it is, don't stress. But what's the earliest thing you remember eating? Mashed potato, cheese, and carrots. Jesus Christ, there we go. That's the fastest anybody's answered that. Is I've it? been told by loads of people that's tricky. So were you, was that like your thing as a toddler or something? It was my thing still. Oh, really? Um, it was something that my mum used to give to me. It was literally mashed potato with some carrots mashed in and melted cheese on it. And it has been my favourite, most lovely, sort of comforting, gorgeous food Ever since, so when I'm ill, I have it. When I'm watching oh. Mrs. Doubtfire, because that's my ill film. Mashed potato with some carrots. What, grated? Or just, you boil them and then... Boil them all. Mash, yeah. it, mash it up a Mash bit. it up. Bit of butter? I mean... Bit the... of cheese on top. Oh, Bake it. Oh, cheese. Get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could it's have about... seen Jess's face then. <laughs> cheese. cheese. Like I need my next yeah. bit of cheese. Um... It's about sort of two-thirds potato to one-third carrot. Nice. So that's quite a high carrot ratio, I would say. Yeah. That's a harder, waterier root than a can- than a potato. Yeah. Loving it. Loving two-thirds it. Two-thirds potato. So it's one quite orangey. 
It's quite looking. orangey. Oh, yeah. So that was obviously quite exciting for me as yeah. a kid, you know. Well, it wasn't, but there we are. And then, <laughs> and then cheese. Yeah. On the top or mixed throughout or both? both? Yes, mate! <laughs> oh, I was so hoping you were going to say that. I was so hoping you were going to say that. And there's another, so my brother James, I have a 19 year old brother James who's a sweetheart, but he lives for cheesy mash. And that is exactly how you do it. I'm going to get him to introduce a carrot into it because I would like him to last, live beyond the age of 25. Mm. It's pretty much all he eats. But um, it's a carrot really just adds a hint of colour. Just a bit of colour and. And a tiny bit of carrot. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, cheese all through. And then you can even do this dirty mid layer of cheese. Oh, yes. And then the layer on top. Do you know, I had the, the filthiest, filthy. Do you know, it reminded me of the meal I had in France, which I haven't spoken about on this podcast yet. But um, our friend Nikki, who was with us, uh, cooked for us. And I was her sous chef. Uh, there was about 10 of us. So we were sort of taking turns to cook each night on this holiday. It's from my Nana's 90th. Mm-hmm. Irene Greenway, who's also been on the podcast. who's a legend. <laughs> um, talking about being engaged to her cousin, amongst other things. What? Um, anyway, she's very old. <laughs> they did that shit then. Anyway, we're all on holiday together and Nikki cooked a tarte flette which I'd never had. I don't know. What I think if you, if, the, if, the, if this is your comfort food, then a tartar flet will be right up your alley, mate. It's, um, uh, it's sliced potato, very quickly, slightly parboiled, mm-hmm. and then sliced very, very thinly. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tartar flet is made with a special kind of round French cheese that you buy specifically for this. So you get a whole wheel. I think it's called a roulette or a lard or something. But it raclette? says raclette. It's a raclette. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So glad you're here. Me too. Um, and then you do a layer of potatoes. You very slow fry onions and a few a meat eater lardons. Oh. And then you do a layer of... Uh, oh, you do l- l- onions and lardons, potato, onions and lardons, potato, onions and lardons, potato. The, the lardons need to get so brown that they're really, really crispy if you're having it with meat. Um, and then uh, once it's all... Or, Oh, and in every layer as well, sorry, you put three strips of the raclette oh, cheese. Oh, crazy. And then once that's, that's done... Mm-hmm. Um, yes, fair lady. <laughs> um, then you pour over about two pints of cream. Oh. Double cream. And then on top of that, you put a solid layer of these strips. It looks like brie, that raclette cheese, oh, yeah, before it's yeah. coated on the top. It... Honestly, the noises around the table, I've never known anything like it. And I don't, I mean, you, I'm sure someone who's like big into really rich food could eat a ton of it and good on them. Mm. But what was joyful about it, it, it in, a, in a sense, is so rich yeah. that you just need the, like one massive, uh, like a handful's worth. Yeah. And then just this giant green salad all around yeah. the end of it. It was one of the most incredible Lovely. meals because every like, teaspoon of it you had had like so much flavour and such wow. a wallop that it was like ooh, but it was like decadence comfort it was probably oh. the most decadent comforting yeah what was that called tarto fet tarto flet i flet. think tarto flet probably saying it wrong don't tweet me if you're french i'm not french and i don't know how to say things i'm gonna ask you a question just because you're fun that could be construed however you want but yeah. what's the worst thing you've ever done with food um Well, it, it sounds like a filthy question, <laughs> well, but it's uh, it could. Filthy. Okay, great. It, okay, fine. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not terrible. Okay. Well, it is. Um, 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 it's just terrible because Jonty's in the room, and it was before I knew him. Oh. <laughs> 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 You've all got baggage, Jonty. 
And someone put ice cream on my thingy yeah. bit. Yeah. And um, it was really stingy. Ah! That's it. So shall I yeah. say a different one? <laughs> no, I think that's a really different one. I, I've had people be so aghast at the question, but I meant it more like, it, it certainly could mean filth things. Mm. Um, but also, I meant, you know, sometimes <gasps> people do pranks. I've got like a better one. Oh, okay. But I, can I keep that one in? Because it's really good. Okay, sure. It's great. Because um, people do need to know that that's going to sting. Because you yes, wouldn't it think does. it would because you it's creamy. It's creamy. It's but sugary. Then, it's terribly uncomfortable. It's sugar, actually. No, but also you do think... I mean, no one wants that to sort of set in and dry. No, it was very... It it's got to be very briefly there, isn't it? I'm still getting out of the flake. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, real high point. Well, my day is going to go downhill. Uh, I, um, I was, we were filming a sketch show near where my mum and dad lived. And I, so I was staying there every night and I thought it would be lovely because I was just so excited to be involved in this thing. I decided to make chocolate brownies for everybody and take it in. But during my chocolate brownie making, well, afterwards, actually, when it was in the oven, I looked down at my hands and realised I had lost a nail. (gasps) So an awful fake nail was baked into the brownie. I didn't know where it literally could. I looked all around mum's. I couldn't find it. I could not find it anywhere. The sound man got it in his mouth. (gasps) Oh, Jess, Isn't I can't brilliant? believe you still took them in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't waste that. You can't waste my to of like Oh, my God, that's amazing. I want people to like me. What happened? Did he just sort of, like, fish it out and be like, <laughs> what the big, fuck is this? Nail. Oh, God. <laughs> did her? And did you find that did make him like you, or...? I think they thought I was quirky. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not wrong. No, no, they're not. I ask everyone this, but you don't have to answer it, um, you know and I, I can cut now, it out. But have you always had a good relationship with eating? No. Okie dokie. I. <laughs> who the fuck has? Who to be the, fair. Who has? Uh, no, my I've known all my life my mum to be on constant diets. Ooh. I've done the Ducan. I've done the hay. I've done all of these different diets, Atkins, all of them, and. After a while, it was getting me down so much, and I did not like my body, and and I just had I just felt my mum's voice in my head all mm. the time, which is if you if you're Jewish that happens anyway. <laughs> but I um, I ended up going to a hypnotist. Wow. Who was m- m- less of a hypnotist actually, <clears throat> and more of what am I going to say? Uh, a therapist. Yeah. So we I had five two-hour sessions with this guy called James Mallinson, who's brilliant, fixed wow. my mind. Wow. And we spoke, like, really intimately about all of my relationship with food, where it comes from, how it affects me and my thinking in different parts of my life, um, uh, what I was eating to, um, you know, I was doing a lot of emotional eating yeah. well, and what, what, crash but diets and things. How what you were eating made you feel, made you reconnect Absolutely, with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what my shrink did. And, um, yeah, it was amazing, yeah. actually. And it, I think I, since seeing him, 
I still like, I still will sometimes feel guilty if I eat a lot or, but I, I, but not it really. It takes a really good, God, God, that's so lovely not to really. hear. I've got a it much better relationship some... with food. I don't weigh oh, myself and amazing. I don't go on diets. Oh my God, oh, I just want to give you a cuddle. Oh. There's so few women who've got their dress. It's oh, really it's hard. hard. Go and it's see really James. Hard. Go and see James. Or just any therapist. I or think anyone. people think they've got to sort out their relationship with eating via a diet. And it's the no. fucking opposite. It's via a shrink that will stop you going on diets yeah, because there's cycles of it's bullshit it's, there's cycles of misery the lifestyle misery. change you need is to start your it's not getting into a new habit of eating certain things I don't no. think it's it's fixing it's your mind first fixing and, your and mind your, first and learning to listen to your body yeah really and, yeah. and know why you're feeling a certain way and then cho- if your body asks you to eat something that, yes. might, that perhaps isn't nutritionally good have a conversation where you're like yeah alright well I'm going to because yeah. I, I need to I need to heal myself my something in me is asking for this or you go no that's actually just asking for that because I'm tired and I might be whatever you yeah. can I think we're so far down the road and I think diet culture is part of the is I know that diet culture is part of the problem um, but there are other things too but that we're so disconnected from mm. our hunger and our fullness and actually what our body's asking us for and also our bodies and brains aren't designed for a world where we have access to all the food all the time no. that we have. So so we have to make all these choices and it's very complicated and it's very stressful. So it's it's really, really hard to be intuitive and mindful and yes. carefree and take the shame and the guilt out. And that's a massive long journey that I don't think anyone it's just so drilled in. Even if you get yourself to a point where you're like, oh, I think I'm pretty fixed on this, mm. because we are bombarded day and night mm. with the message. You know, that even the, Boris Johnson was calling the sugar tax the sin tax. I mean, it's a pun. But yeah. there's constant, we're constantly associating um, eating with shame or reward. Yes. So actually, if oh, and the media Absolutely. are, and advertising are, yeah. and branding are. So even that, we, it, that's why it will be a constant battle to keep uh, a sort of sensible head on it. Even when you're so just really to... busy as well, you don't take the time to actually <laughs> yeah. just taste your food and... and so yeah, you know, just yeah. shove it in, didn't you? Yeah, because you've and, got and to, you have to perfect, treat it like fuel do, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, oh, you totally do. Like those first few days of the fridge, I hated them, mm. but I was like, yeah, you know, it's not. A, that is also counts as a type of listening to your body, I think, because I was too nervous to be really hungry, so I'm not going to eat loads. No, uh, that no. will happen to me a maximum of once a year. <laughs> Might as well listen to it when that's happening. <laughs> not going to feel any shame the other way either. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. All right. So, oh, quickly, five second rule: yes or no. Yes. Of course, easy peasy. Have you got a thing Ten you go second to? second rule, really, if I it's not that dusty. I don't think of you as a drinker, but have you got a uh, hangover thing you go to? Oh, um, probably just coconut water. Oh, that's interesting. No one said that for it. I th- I'm sorry, I think it tastes of armpit. Do you? Yeah. You've got wonderful armpits then. Um, no, I do. don't know what they... No, I don't. shaved them. I've shaved them just this morning, actually, oh, but no, they're not wonderful. I started shaving them when I was nine years old. Did I begged you? my mum... I had, like, three bits of fluff on my legs... And I begged my mum to shave them. She said, "No, no, 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 no! Please don't shave them. Please don't shave them. You'll um, you'll get so hairy. Don't don't shave your legs. You must wait until they're ready to wax." And then I had what literally one pit pube sticking out. Like, Can I do that? And she went, "Oh, all right." And now they're like two men's faces. <laughs> I have to do them every day. Anyway, I'm not into coconut water, but I think again, it's a bit love it or hate it, like coriander, the old coconut water. Probably. Do you find it very refreshing? And can you almost taste the nutrients? Is it like a Rehydration tablet. Yeah, it's definitely rehydration. It's you, got a bit higher pH balance than blood, apparently. Not I don't that know I what even, that means. No, I don't I know what that, that means. means. But Jess, I wouldn't put it past you to try blood. 
Yes, I would. You know, you I would. would. You know, I would. We definitely. We should have done a podcast. Where we, we, you and I. Now I know better about your how adventurous you are on the eating front. Feel like we should have done one where we ate some weirder stuff than this. Well, let's do that sometime. All right, let's on. do that. Come and do a live one because they're really fun and we can get some I'd really mad that. stuff in for that. You know, there's um, a restaurant in, I think it's on Charlotte Street. Well, I haven't been. I've never tried like insects or anything, but they yeah. do that sort of thing. Fabulous. Have you eaten that before? I have for the podcast, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Hated it. Um, oh. But <laughs> <laughs> I made a love of coffee out. Results. Uh, I um, what, where, where, let's keep them rolling up. I think where all that uh, insect stuff will be uh, really yeah, useful is when because um, they are amazing. It's amazing. Coffee you, up my nose. Oh, sorry. Um, the protein in them is incredible. Um, I'm going to ask you, uh, is when they, I think we'll gri- grind them up and put them in other stuff, then I'll be all over eating insects. Like as whole insects. Yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry. I like there are little bits of drips. Oh, it's absolutely fine. Can I please have that sound bite of me frothing out my yeah. coffee? Um, I mean, you can... Just as yeah. a text thing. Absolutely. A baddie decides to poison the Edinburgh water system with a serum that will have devastating impact. It will kill off people's creativity and their memories. All the fringe shows in the whole city will be full of audiences staring at performers who are just staring back at them. Admittedly, that is what's happening in some shows anyway, often actually on purpose, (laughs) it turns out. Anyway, uh, it's awful. And the baddie has agreed not to do it, though, Jess, but only if you, and weirdly, it doesn't have to be you, climb the biggest sand dune in the world in the Namib Desert, but in three pairs of heels, all of which you're wearing at once. We've all been there. It sounds impossible but you do it this baddie goes back in time and doesn't uh, poison the Edinburgh water system at all so your your reward for this yeah is uh, adulation of all uh, festival and arts and comedy and theatre lovers of all time yeah because you've saved the Edinburgh Fringe I probably wouldn't have but yeah <laughs> yeah, you've just given us all a break. This yeah, is the literally. worst one of these end questions. Okay, so the point of the question is you've yeah. done a massive exertion, yeah. you're being lauded up by everyone, your reward is a feast of the, your dreams. Yeah. Uh, nothing has to be possible, ethical, certainly not healthy. Uh, these people, the food doesn't have to exist, these people don't have to be alive. I'd like to know what you're eating, what you're drinking, who with and where. I want mashed potato, cheese and carrots. Yes, you do. <laughs> of course you do. I want a big, fat red wine that's sort mm. of kind of cr- one of those ones that are slightly creamy like a really Ooh. beautiful red wine like a Ooh, really sexy really wine. mellow have you got a favourite type of red wine I do like I like Malbec mm. um, yeah okay um, then also a cheese board lovely um, and some more mashed potato maybe a sausage maybe some bacon lardons maybe that tarto flapper tap yeah. that you said about tarto flapper tap that's going in uh, um, uh, who am I with who are you with who would you like to have there uh, have anyone there they don't have to be alive for any possible or I, mean, I think it will just be John, me John-ty's and Jonty okay good I was going to say he's just sat there so okay. try and include um, him and we're sitting eating it on a cloud but the cloud is warm and fluffy, and there's a hot tub. <gasps> oh my god, that's one of the sexiest answers anyone has ever, ever given. Um, <laughs> superb. Thank you so much for doing this. Mmm, delicious. <laughs>
What a lovely poppet dress is. Her friends show the Jess Robinson experiences on every day of the festival at the assembly rooms at seven o'clock. She is madly talented and watching her perform makes me feel very joyful. So go, go, come and see my show while you're up here. Why not? It's called Hench. It's on every day except the 12th at 1.30 in the Monkey Barrel. It's selling out, which has never happened to me before. So it's definitely an idea to book in advance. Um, most weekend days are already full. Um, yeah. And there's also these two hoovering lives. I have loved to see you at those. There's room in those still. On the 13th and 14th at three o'clock in the afternoon, same venue that my show's in. Might as well come to my show and then come to them straight afterwards. It's only a tiny fiver and the guests are properly brilliant. I would love to see you there. Uh, follow the podcast on social media. Why not? At the Hoovering Pod. Follow me if you want, at Jessica Fosticu. Write to me, tweet me, send me emails, look at where my gigs are, go on my website, jessicafosticu.com. Do all of it. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering's produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy Hoovering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.